Good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Stoppage Time Penalty Show with your host, Tabrice, the best grassroots football player on the internet. Yes, I think I'm going to stick with that. We've all just agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone that's been tuning in. Uh, uh, again, please like and subscribe. Uh, at the top, I have a professional footballer all the way from Finland. Jose, how you how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good stuff. And then at the bottom, we have Coach Barry, founder of Independent. How are you doing, yeah, sir? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone out there. Cool. So today is going to be um, a jam-packed show. Um, at quarter past eight, we have Liam, um, manager of Croydon FC, and he'll be talking about his um, his experiences as a as a manager, um, the ups and downs, um, and yeah, we'll be just kind of going into you know a very open conversation. So, guys, please feel free to ask any questions. And then at nine o'clock, we'll be talking about the Santos versus Independent game that was yesterday. Um, and um, yes, you know, let me not say anything this more. You know, again, I don't want to spoil anything um, until um, yeah. Uh, yeah, literally until we we like come on. So um, let me kind of come up here. Um, yeah, but yeah, how is how is everyone? How was um, how was your weekend, Jose? Yeah, it was good. We've had a, our last free weekend before we go into season action. So our league starts next week and uh, we've had a rough couple of weeks lately. A uh, couple of losses. That were, One of them was our first loss in quite a few games. I think it's uh, it's, it's actually interesting because I saw the quotes on, uh, just before that they're, for Croydon, their home form cost them. For us, it's our away form. Now, our away form has been a very big issue. It was an issue last season, apparently, and it's uh, been an issue this season. So we start with an away fixture next week as well. So I'm really interested to see how it goes. Cool, cool. And uh, Coach, Coach Barry, how's, how's your weekend been? It's been a mixed weekend. Um, we had a good, good uh, morning on Saturday. The under-13s, I'm oh, sorry, the under-12s won. Um, nine nil, and uh, under tens won nine one. So it was a fantastic day for the youth. Um, Saturday morning, and we've been doing really well. We've got two under thirteens now. Um, on trial with Charlton on six weeks trial, and they've done one of them is doing superbly well. So I'm really happy for him and his family. So we're still progressing. We're still moving. We're just about coming up to. Do trials next month. So any answers when they join the club, I'll get something and I'll put it out to you later to be so you can put it out there to everyone. But yeah, we had a really nice morning. I really enjoyed my morning. And today we have the community session where we do coaching for all the kids in the area, come down to Nuffield and we just do free coaching sessions for them. So it's been an I've had two nice mornings so far. Let's see how the rest of Sunday goes. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jose, so um the Finnish league. Um, are you guys in the middle of the league at the end, at the beginning? What's the what's the schedule like? Uh, for so for us, it's pure beginning. It starts uh, next week. We've had the cup a couple of weeks ago. I think I want to say two weeks ago. So it's that big long travel, the seven hour trip. 
uh, didn't go as well as we expected. I, we've, I was more confident that we'd be coming home with a win, but unfortunately mm. not. And football, uh, at least it gives us a chance to fully focus on the league. It all starts next Saturday with a trip to Vaza away. So that's a four-hour trip for us. Wow. Another long away day. Yeah. And to Breeze, let's not forget to Breeze. Let's say a, a belated happy birthday to one of the panelists, Owen. Owen. Happy birthday, Owen, wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy and birthday. Um, again, um, Owen, Owen is uh, one of the pillars in... Um, in our WhatsApp group and she on the show and uh, he's literally enjoying um, a big birthday. Um, we've like seen a picture where like he's at a very fancy restaurant. I mean, I you know, I don't, you know, people say that I can't cook, uh, which is absolutely wrong. I can, you know, um, I think I kind of, you know, I can kind of hold my own. Um, but again, big, big, big shout out to like Owen, um, you know, uh, get home safe wherever you are. <laughs> This person right? Uh, so, so, coach, um, when does your preseason start? Preseason, yeah. Oh, early for the, for the uh, early July for the youth. Okay, okay. Because our yeah. season starts late. Our season starts into the second week of September. Okay, that's when our season starts. A bit later than other teams. Other teams start and leagues start in August. We start the second week of September. Mm, okay. So we start pre-season like first week of July and get friendlies in during August with our friendlies and stuff like that. And and with your friendlies, are you kind of looking at teams around the same level, uh below, and literally what you're and what are you looking for uh with the new recruits and the players that, that were there last season? So again, sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry to me. So um yeah. we've so with your friendlies, are you kind of looking at teams around the same level, uh, higher or above? And also, what are you looking f- um, for from the players coming back from pre-season? Oh, sorry. So, yeah, um, coming into pre-season, sorry. What am I looking for? Yeah. Well, the, well, the friendlies will be um, teams what can compete with us and we can compete with them. So it's going to be our level or above. Yeah? What we try to push. I'm looking for the players mainly to be same again, focused all the way through the season, ready, keeping fit, keeping healthy, looking forward, um, accepting the, the plans we have in this so they can develop and we can push them into a higher level of football, which they know that's our whole game is to is about development, not just winning or, or winning cups and trophies. It's more about developing at that age and pushing them into a higher level. So it's all about them being focused and disciplined and wanting to learn more and more so they can go into that higher level of football. That's what we're really looking at this this season again. And it'll be the, it'll like that next season again, hopefully again with the players, pushing them up into semi-pro and professional clubs. Mm. We're trying to expand a little bit next year as well. We're, we're, we've got a, a gap because we've got from youth up to 16 and then we go straight into the vets, a massive gap. So I had a meeting today with some people, it's on the pipeline, we're trying to get um, 16 to 19. So when the players leave the club, they've got like an academy level we've got to in ourselves where we're going to try and play um, semi-pro teams like that on the 23s, on the 18s, on the 23s. So the boys have got another level they can go to before we can still push them up into that professional level if they do seem to be good enough. So we're just filling a gap which you've had for years where we've let boys go at 16 and Sometimes they get lost in the whole world of football and they get disillusioned. So we want to keep them playing 
till up to their 90 years old. And hopefully in between that 16 to 19 period, we can push them into a good semi-pro level or into a good professional level. So that's our target coming up for the next few years to get that consolidated strong and focus on that as well. So it's just to keep expanding, expanding all the time. And as I keep saying, it's all about development, not just for the players, but for us as well as a club. Yeah, that's class as well because a lot of players at that, that age group, 16 to 19, yeah. are very difficult yeah. to find things independently as well. So it's, yeah. uh, it doesn't just come out of nowhere. And it, sometimes when they contact people individually, they don't really get responses. Yeah. So I think it's it's really good that you're actively like providing that opportunity, yeah. actively playing, giving ch- the players a chance to go yeah. play a team as well. It keeps them yeah. in the map, really. Well, at least we're giving them some sort of guidance and they've got some sort of direction. Like they say, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you. Then you're just lost in that wilderness going round and round. You go there. Because we've got a lot of players that just hop around and they don't stabilise in one club and build a career at that club. Because they don't yeah. know it takes time. They think, I should be in the first team straight away or I should be in the starting 11 straight away. So it's all about your focus and your discipline and your patience. And you've got to have a vision where you're going and a plan where you're going to. So we're going to help them develop that plan and that guidance where you're going and how it really works in football. It's not just, I'm a good player, so I'm going to be in the first team. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and a lot of players think like that because they're a good young player. They think, I should be playing. Why am I on the bench? Why am I not picked this week? So it's just, just put all those things into place. You have to trust the process. <laughs> yeah, you've got to trust. You've got to believe in yourself. The main thing is to believe in you. That man in the mirror, yeah. you've got to believe in you. You have to. Mm-hmm. So, so Jose, in in terms of trusting the process, I mean, do do you like? You know, actually, I would, yeah, love to give um to actually get both of your opinions about either working on your weaknesses or focusing on your strengths. I mean, um, what what's your opinion about that? About like saying, and uh, let's see, I'll kind of start with Jose first. That's like, that's an interesting debate. I've had I've heard this debate from um, and I've had it, heard it from other people as well, including I don't uh, Matt Sheldon, become elite. He's out in uh, America, and he's had a video on this as well, which was really interesting to hear. A lot of professional footballers have different opinions on this. A lot of them just focus on their strengths nonstop, and then try to take it into football. But your strengths and your weaknesses can change from year to year. A couple of years ago, I would have said I was a really pacey player. You know, I still think I'm quick, but I've developed weakness, uh, my weaknesses, and now they're starting to become strengths as well. So little things like uh, the way I read the game, uh, the like differences on taking a first touch, you know, things that I've just learned uh, throughout time. And um, it's not that I was particularly just focusing on my strengths and ignoring my weaknesses. I was kind of polishing a bit of everything. I think uh, ultimately the basics is the most important. If you master the basics, I think that's what separates uh, sometimes the amateur and the professional. It's just the basics are dominated to a level that, you know, because mistakes cost you. And if you polish those basics, you're not, you know, you're not going to cost anything. So for me, it's uh, finding that balance. And uh, I I like, I like to, I don't, I like to do it all around it, basically. Cool, cool. And uh, Coach Barry? Mm, yeah, it all depends what, you, what your your basics are. I think the, the biggest thing for me in football, I, I see is game. It's best mastering game understanding. We can play at any age. The top players have got excellent game understanding. 
and they simplify the game. Which some you get really good players and they do not they can't simplify the game. Like you said, you might be a pacey player, skillful player, but as you get older, go to a higher level, you've got game understanding is key. It is key. If you don't understand the role of the game, how you can simplify the game and how you move the ball. You watch the top teams like Barcelona, um, Man City, those sort of teams. It's not hard. It's just everybody thinks it's easy just to ball retention. But skill is about the basics done under pressure with intensity. Can you still play basic football under pressure and with intensity? Can you still do that? Can you still play your one-touch and your two-touch football and still be comfortable and relaxed? And still keep calm under pressure. We saw that yesterday, and we'll talk about that when we get to the <laughs> who can handle pressure, who can handle intensity, and that's what makes a top player. And that's why people get it mixed up about what a baller is. I'm a baller. People get that very, very wrong. How can you handle pressure, intensity, and game understanding? How can you figure it out on your own? What's when things are going wrong, going bad? Can you figure out how to change it? And that's what I think is, is really important. And a lot of that comes with discipline. To me, discipline, go out there, I'm going to do this each day, I'm going to do that and do that each time, and I stay disciplined and calm. So that's, that's why I look at the game. Yeah. I really, and we push that in a lot of the youngsters. We look for game understanding, not too much overcoaching, and can players work it out during a game or a coaching session? Can they work things out on their own? It gives them assistance because they're young and they're still learning, but that is part of development, seeing how they work things out. Yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, one of the things I like to see is like yeah. the way we get different scenarios uh, when we're yeah. training and just observing how each person takes it in and yeah, uh, yeah. How, how they deal with it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Their 11s as well. That's what I like to do. You know, like this, you know, they'd have a scenario. And then just let them play it out and just let them learn yeah. by playing how, you know, yeah. they can do things differently because they'll see what works and what doesn't work. And yeah. uh, that's how you pick up that understanding as well. Yeah. And I think listening is the key as well with all play listening to what players have to say. We give all the players a voice. So we hear what they're saying, what they're understanding by when we relate back and forward. So you see what they see and what they understand and what's going on in the game, the way they see it. So there's lots of um, different bits to put together and you sit down and you analyse all of it together. So the question is, everything you said to Breeze, the both questions go together because you need both in football. They're both to go. I don't think there's no debate or argument. You should be working on your strengths and your weaknesses all the time because you've got a full rounded game. That's what you want in the end. You want to be fully rounded. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> Guys, um, please like and subscribe. Please click, you know, um, I don't normally ask people to kind of click that plus button. Uh, yeah, the plus button or the thumbs up. Um, but I'd, I'd love you guys to actually do that. Of course, it kind of helps out like, the channel. And again, let me kind of go over um, a recap in terms of what is going on today. So at nine o'clock, we'll be having the vet segment. It's going to be Santos versus Independent, the game that happened yesterday. But at this present moment, we have Liam... Giles coming on to the show. I'm going to add him in right now. A manager of Croydon FC. Liam, how you, how how are you doing, sir? Yeah, not uh, good evening, guys. It looks like you're on holiday somewhere because you know wherever <laughs> you are. It's, you know, it... <laughs> uh, no, just I just come outside, mate. 
too much noise in, indoors. The young kids are sleeping, so I thought I'd step outside, mate. So I'm just chilling outside. Cool, cool. No, I'm honestly, um, Liam, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, and yeah, let's go straight straight into it. Um, so why why did you decide to take up the um, managerial role at Croydon FC? Um, so at the time, um, I sort of stopped playing. Um, I was 30, um, had my own business, a scaffolding business. So I was hands on. Um, and to be honest with you, with a young family, um, the risk of injury um, become more of a, an issue. Um, I had a couple of lengthy ones, which meant I had to take time out of work. Um, I had to sort of step aside a little from that um, and, you know, playing as effectively as I was. Um, and then the Croydon job come up. Um, so at the time, Harry Hudson, someone that I'd known for a long time, was uh, one of the directors. We had a conversation and they, they left me the reins for the last 12 games. Um, yeah, so, and, and that's, that was it, mate. 101 games later, um, decided to step down, mate. Okay. Uh, and Jose, I'd love to kind of get your, your question for, for Liam. Hi, Liam. Thanks for coming on. Um, I, my question relates to obviously the pandemic and cancellation of games and season curtailing null and voiding everything that went on psychologically how did you keep your players motivated throughout those times what did you do what did you say so it's a very difficult period for a lot of non-league footballers considering stoppages and maintaining their fitness and all that how did you keep everyone motivated to continue football it was very tough um Obviously, the first time round, um, none of us really knew what was going on. Um, the season got stopped twice. Um, so, the first time round, obviously, it was all new. I think we'd played 26 games or 24 games. Um, we weren't sure quite what was happening. Um, we obviously got the WhatsApp group chat, which was quite lively, which myself and my management was in. Um, people, I think at the time, I think we was allowed to exercise. People were doing runs and putting them into the group chat and being a little competitive, you know, who's got the best 5Ks, 10Ks, etc. Um, and I think as well, they uh, the lads arranged a um, a FIFA tournament and we just, we just tried to keep as together as we could. Obviously, we couldn't get together. We couldn't train. Um, so we just tried to stay as, you know, as active as we could over the socials and, you know, just try and just keep ticking over. Um, obviously, when we got back to come out of the lockdown, um, we could do small-sided stuff, no contact in small groups. So I was taking six at a time um, over to local. We had no venue. Our ground had closed due to COVID. Um, it was a council-run ground. So we was going over local parks, which obviously hadn't been looked after, and just trying to do some work and just try and keep everything ticking over. And, and the biggest thing from that, I felt, was the mental health of people. So just being able to get back out doing something was, you know, was was great. Um, so we, we did that. Um, and then, yeah, eventually, obviously, the restrictions sort of eased. And, yeah, we got back to doing what we loved um, for it all to stop again, which was really, really tough, um, especially for me um, and my management team. We put love into the two curtailed seasons. Um, you know, it was very 
it, it was very um, disheartening, um, the fact that, you know, all the work we put in was for nothing as such. So, but yeah, you know, we, we just tried to keep everyone's spirits up and just, you know, stay busy and do, do what we could, really. Cool. And Coach, Coach Barry would love to get your question. Yeah. Um, good evening, Liam. Yeah. Again. Um, I, I just find it really tough for managers like you how you cope. What sort of budget did you have? And how the hell do you get players on the budgets you have at, at that non-league level and recruit players? Because that's an absolute nightmare for every manager I know in non-league. And that gives you, that's your mental health gone already when you just look at the budget you've got for Yeah, no, that, that's a good question, mate, because, you know, yeah. a lot of people hide the fact that they pay their players, especially at step six. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we tried to do a few things to, to make money. So, obviously, we got some sponsors in. Um, when, mm. I first, when I first come into the club, um, the club was in quite a bad state. Um, so we, we managed to get some sponsors in Semplas who have worked miracles and have supported us, you know, massively. Um, and, and, you know, my, myself, the management team, you know, for the first, for the first, I think, two seasons, we was putting in a little bit of our own in like a syndicate with a few fans just to try and raise some money. Um, wow. and the, club, the club gave us, you know, a, a little bit that was covering expenses, but, you know, I, I was true to the players at the start when, when we built our project and, you know, what we wanted to do, you know, and, and explain to them, we'll do what we can where we can. But there is going to be some players that are going to get a little bit more than others. Some are going to yeah. get nothing because ultimately, you know, myself as a player, I never chased money. Um, played at step six, played at step five and was successful. Um, but, you know, I knew that my striker, for example, was getting 60, 70 quid. But, you know, that's... Mm. For me, I would rather that because I knew that we had a striker that was putting the, the ball in the net. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't need the 50, 60 quid. Um, so I think it, it, it's tough because it's almost like a juggling act. You know, you're sort of, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it is tough because nowadays you're asking people, especially, you know, we're in the Kent, in the Kent League, travelling, you know, two hours to a game, getting, you're getting there at one thirty. you're not leaving there till six, getting home at 7.38 o'clock. It's their whole day. Um, yeah. Thankfully, we've had a, a good group of lads that have played, I feel, for me, that have had offers and have stayed. Um, and then we've had the others that, you know, just couldn't refuse when they've been offered 100s, 150s, 200 quids a week. You know, we're never going to yeah. match. Not you know, and I, I don't feel that at step six you should be paying that sort of money really. But unfortunately, I think that's just the way the game's gone from the top, from the Premier League, the money and that all the way down to you know the lowest. Yeah, but um, Liam, I mean, to get the best players, that's why they do it. Isn't it? They're trying to get the best players to push their to push their club up through the divisions, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But it's it's just a shame, really, because I suppose it is what it is now. You know, it, it yeah. is just the nature of the beast and it feels like in most cases the team that throws the most money about gets the success I suppose you've only got to look at your Chelsea's and Man City's in the Premier League you know yeah. go back go back before they had the cash injections and the new owners um, it, it shows what money can do and you know it's the same but a much much smaller smaller degree but you know it's it is tough um, you know I I try and fight 
fight it daily to try and get players in and you know you're sort of bargaining it's like being you know I feel like Del Boy you're trying to get like deals <laughs> and you know what I mean it's it's tough but I suppose it's part it's part of it um and I feel that myself you know I, I'm a I'm a businessman like I said I've got my own business and and part yeah. of part of that you know I've always got to try and make deals and try and get things done so you know I, it's I feel that's something that I'm quite good at so yeah yeah. Uh, great then, answer well yeah done. yeah and, and and liam so um you know um we we've like known each other for about four years and 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 uh you're very straight straight talking i've literally seen you in the dressing room and um <laughs> and um you know you you kind of openly said um regarding um your home ground that was the reason why certain things didn't, didn't happen didn't progress and that's a very bold statement um, could you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, the for for one, we we started out obviously pre season. Um, all the pitches are nice. Um, getting the ball down, playing good football. I felt we were the best football inside in the league. Um, obviously, our pitch has never been great. Um, but at the start of the season, you know, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, look, it's it's the same for both sides. But when you know. 90% of the sides we play against in, in that division, it's literally one touch, bang, one touch, bang, you know, and, and the sides are successful. It decided to won the league. Stansfeld, you know, credit to them. They're very good at what they do, but I don't think they put five, six passes together. Um, but, you know, like, like I said, they're very effective at what they do. They've won the league. They had a, a great FA Vars run. Um, so when we're trying to get it down and play and, you know, play all players' confidence, then you know, takes a hit because of the bobble and the bounce and, you know, then they sort of don't want to play. So then they get dragged into, you know, what we're just going to go long and that's not our strengths. Um, so that, I feel that's part of the reason, obviously the pitch. Um, but as well, I feel with, with the arena, it's very open. It's a very big place and we have a good, good fan base that come um, away from home when we've got supporters close to the pitch, you know, that they're singing songs and they're, they're the 12th man. And I feel that that's massive because most most places we go to, we almost double people's home attendances. And it's not massive. But there's probably 30, 40 that travel away from home, but you feel that. And I feel that, you know, being so far, you've got the running track around Croydon Arena, as you know, to Bruce. Mm. You're just so far away from the action. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just, for I've tried putting my finger on it. We lost four on the bounce there before the, my last win there. Um, which was my last home game, which I was obviously happy with, but you know we just we just couldn't get a, we just couldn't get nothing going there, and we we just I think we had like four shots on target in four games, it, which isn't us, you know. So it, it's 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 going to be a mystery. I don't know why, but they're the things which I believe have obviously been been a big part of it. Uh, Jose would love to get your question or uh, or comment. Yeah, I've, I've got a question related to the. Bad periods of form. So when you hit a bad period of form, what crosses your mind? Is it do you uh, focus on what you can do different technique uh, tactically, or do you focus on what could change psychologically? Uh, how do you go about it? What is your process? Because the reason I'm asking this myself, we've hit the current bad period of form away. We've had a, a couple of away fixtures, and they've not gone well. It's an issue we had last season. It's an issue where having currently as well and it's something that we want to change as well so i'd love to hear your opinion on what you can do in those periods of form and even for players 
what can players focus on? I think everything you've said there, there's a bit of everything, really. I think what you try and do is you try and problem solve. Um, so initially, when we hit our bad run of form, we actually had 11 players out injured. You know, that's a starting lineup. Uh, we don't have a reserves or an under 18. So in that respect, I was trying to recruit new players. But again, with minimal budget and then knowing that, you know, some of our key players were out, would then come back. How am I then going to keep everybody and keep everybody happy? Um, and to be honest, uh, you know, I try and make keep keep good relations with players. So I don't want to bring someone in, sell them a dream of the project, which is always what I do. It's about the project. Um, you know, and then next thing, um, you know, so-and-so comes back and then, sorry, see you later. We can't no give you the money. That's one of the one of the issues that I faced this year. So um, trying to get in new players, um, obviously changing the shape. Um, you know, we, we've tried many shapes this season. Um, there was always a, a formation that we went to if we was behind in games and it normally worked. Um, so we tried that from the start. Um, you know, we, we, we tried doing extra bits on the training ground. Obviously, we only had the facility to train once a week. <clears throat> Pre-season, um, we trained three times a week and it was intense, um, which shows why our, we started off so strong. We was top of the league, I think, for the first two months. Um, you know, and we was we was playing very good stuff pre-season, beating step four sides, step five sides. Um, you know, we looked we looked the real deal, to be honest. Um, so, you know, I think that in that respect, you know, I'm then trying to work the players extra hard in training on a Wednesday night, you know, and we only have one one session to work on shape, um, fitness, patterns of play. It's possible, really, um, which is something that, you know, if I had stayed at Croydon next season, <clears throat> would have been something I would have changed. We would have trained, we would have trained twice a week because um, then at least we can dedicate one day to fitness and one day to obviously working on shape patterns of play, set pieces, etc. Um, so it was tough. Um, and, you know, psychologically, tried everything. Tried the hairdryer, tried, you know, bigging players up. And, you know, I'm, I'm a great believer of not everybody will respond in the same way. Some people need, you know, a kick up the arse. Some people need to be arm around the shoulder. Um, you know, and I believe that, you know, I'm a, I'm a good man manager. One of my skills. Um, so, yeah, I think, with what you said there, I think there's a bit of everything. I think, you know, you, you try and just do what you can to try and get out of a situation, ultimately. Mm. Uh, Coach Barry, uh, your question. Yeah, yeah uh, I know Creighton, and um, I feel it for you, because what I want to know is how do you get to keep motivating your players during the game? Because when I've been to Creighton, you're so far away from the actual game and the crowd is. What do you do to keep them motivated and keep them going? Because it's a very strange arena. Mm. It's so open, it gets very windy, the bulls flaring yeah. all over. You're very far. It sounds like it's echoing all the time. So how do you keep them going and motivated when it's going bad? Because you're so far away from the actual the crowd, your fans are so far away from the actual game. It's very difficult for managers. Mm. Yeah, no, mate, that's a great topic, really, because, again, you know, I love Croydon. It's been a part of my life. I was five years of age playing. Yeah. And then becoming manager. But yeah, I think that's a real, real issue, mate. Um, mm. You know, it's it's tough. Um, when we go a goal behind there, we just seem mm. 
we don't seem to have the same response. You know, we've I've seen it over Twitter this year, people quoting FC comeback kings. We've been three nil down, twenty minutes to go. We've drawn yeah. three. We we go behind half time quite a lot, and we come back and win the game away from home. I can't remember us actually doing that at the arena. Um, mm. It's you know, and again, like you said, I can't actually put my finger on it. If I could, you know, I don't think our season would have ended right. So Liam, now. have you come out of your little box? <laughs> well, sorry, mate. Have you come out of the box? <laughs> oh, oh, I've gone to the sideline. <laughs> listen, listen, mate. You know it's. You know, you know <laughs> all right, mate. I'm getting. I'm being told to get back in my box all the time. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, it, I, you know, myself and my assistant John Gladwin, who's yeah. a bit, you know, to Bruce knows, he's been my right hand man from day one. Um, he's also, you know. My, my best mate so we we literally are animated we're heading every ball kicking every ball on the touchline and I do feel that you know that the, the resp- there's, there's got to be an accountability really so you know I can only do so much from my yeah. right um, but you know the, the players have got to dig in and regardless of the situation the pitch whatever it may be you, you know you've just got to stand up and dig in and I feel that something I did say you know I don't want to stand here and knock my players, but I do believe if my players had even 70% of the desire that myself and John had, yeah. you know, we, we would have been a much better side for it. But but I do feel that there's a change and there is a culture change where players now would rather do other things. And I think another subject of Sunday League, um, players are playing on a Saturday, playing on a Sunday. You know, Going back when I was 18, 19, Sunday League was a no-no step five, step six, we, we didn't play Sunday league because you didn't want to risk getting injured. The Saturdays was your be-all and end-all. I'm hearing players talk about they're playing X, Y, Z on a Sunday morning, yeah. you know, change room on a Saturday. And I just feel that, you know, a, a, and a big part of the reason why I stepped down from Croydon is that I feel that I don't think I can work at step six no longer because of the mentality of the players um, and again, there is an exception, mate. There's the, the Stansfelds and who are a group of mates that have been together for a long time, gone for the leagues. You know, that's rare. So, you know, Liam, am I allowed to ask? Liam, am I allowed oh. to ask? Are you going to a higher level? Then? <laughs> am I allowed to ask that question? You can. You don't have yeah. to answer it. Mate, I'll ask what you like. If, if I don't like... It's no secret, mate. I've, I've, done, I've done an interview with Inside Croydon. Um, and and gave them the same answer, mate. I I want to move. Um, I want to I want to progress in in my career and obviously go up through the leagues. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking at a step five job. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, in an ideal world, I'd like to go higher, but you know, yeah. step five, I, I'll take I'll take, and you know, hopefully, I I, I do believe there is a difference, um, especially mm-hmm. mentality as well. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully, mate, something comes yeah. up. Um, and the the other part of my question, like I'm talking about the ground, was your results better? Did you have better results away from home than at home because of the ground? Yeah, no, we was we was better away from home. <clears throat> okay. I haven't got the stats in front of me now, but I think I'm I'm pretty sure we lost more games at home than we did away. Okay. Um, and I'm a great believer of you make your home ground a fortress. You don't let someone come in your house and nick your nick your wallet. Do you know what I mean? You don't let someone yeah. come, to, come to your pitch and take the points. 
you know that's something that I'm a great believer of so I wanted to make the arena a fortress but you know we lost just so just to make you know we lost to um Forest Hill Park who are second from bottom in the league um we lost to Lidtown who are in the bottom I think in the bottom six at home we drew with Chesington and Hook who finished bottom um at home <clears throat> games that I look at you know we finished seven points out the playoffs there they're must wins you know they're 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 you're you're ticking them off do you know what I mean they're they're must win games so yeah. we win games we're in the playoffs and that's something that's really, you know, we we beat all them sides away from home, mm. you know. So mm. the the home the home ground was a big big issue. Yeah. yeah. How many points uh, were you away from playoffs? Uh, seven. So, so those oh, home man. games have been quite crucial. Then you know the draws. And... Yeah. Yeah. So just just to fill you in, so in we we never won a game from November to January in the league till ja up to early Jan. We played a side called Larkfield and Newhive, um, who were favourites to win the league this year. They finished third. Um, you know, massive resources, crazy money for the level. Um, you know, and we we went there and we won two one, and we had them. We had um, Bride and Ropes away on the Wednesday, who were in the playoffs as well, and then. We went to Bride and Ropes and we won one nil, and then we came to the arena against Snodland, who are in the playoffs, and we won two nil, and then we went on a run. Um, but I think in that run we only played one home game, um, and we went seven unbeaten, six wins, one draw. And then I felt like coming from our bad form, started getting injured, our, our injured players back. You know, I really felt that that was the turn of our season. And then we we lost at home. You know the same sides I'm talking about, Bride and Ropes. Uh, we had to beat them, and we would have been two points behind them going into the last five games of the season. We lost five nil, the biggest defeat in my manager career um, against a side that I'd have expected us to beat. Um, you know, and we lost three home to Sutton Athletic. We lost one nil at home to Lewisham Borough. One nil ho at home against Thamesmead. You know. We shouldn't set an athletic potentially they finish second and they're a good side but other than that we shouldn't be losing them games especially at home um so yeah you know we we weren't far away but them games there in my opinion we shouldn't have lost and we shouldn't lose so you you only got to do the maths we would have been in the playoffs mm. uh i i like spoke to um one of your fans but actually um, stopped paying for his Tottenham ticket. Oh, so, so, so his, his um, Tottenham season ticket to actually come every single week to actually watch Croydon FC. Could you, um, you know, talk about that individual? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, he's a guy called Lee, actually. He, um, he decided that he had had enough of uh, VAR and he actually said he went to the Champions League final and was being told to sit down in his seat, um, which he said, you know, he paid all that money to travel. I don't know where it was. Obviously, it was abroad somewhere. But, you know, he, he came down. He's a local guy, lives in South Croydon. And I think he's missed one game all season. He just came in and he just loved it. He got the bug, um, you know. And as anybody knows, as you've seen yourself to Bruce, part of the project for me and John was to make that connection between management, players, supporters, committee, you know, make it a, a family club, um, make the bar feel welcome for people to stay in and have a drink, the players to talk to the supporters, you know, and that was something that he couldn't believe. He's like, you know, when we put on our coach trips away, <clears throat> he's travelling on the coach with the players, 
on the way back, we're having a drink together, got the music on, back to the club, you know, and it's stuff that you wouldn't get, you know, it's a different league, isn't it? You're, you're talking about, you're not going to be doing that with Harry Kane, are you? Do you know what I mean? After a game. Um, so, you know, he just bought into it and loves it, mate. And, you know, them, them sort of people are crucial to non-league football. Uh, Coach Barry, uh, let's get your question. Ah, uh, how is he? It's Liam Gunn. Yeah, have a drink, Liam. Have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> they have one for me too, mate. <laughs> right, Liam, moving moving up, yeah, moving up to a, the higher level you want to go. What are the elements you want in the club that you think you could make successful? What do you need? What's the ingredients you think you need in the club to make that club successful the way you want to run it? Like mm-hmm. you're disappointed you ain't got the, the training and the one that you're training, the, you're too far away for the pitch. So what are you looking for in the club? Like good chairman, this and that, good budget. What mm-hmm. do you think you'd need to make a club successful? I, I think it, it all depends. And you've got to be a good manager, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and right, um, you know, I didn't get the stuff I wanted to, so that's that's credible. But yeah, yeah. Um, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I think that a relationship with a chairman, so someone always said to me, pick your chairman, don't pick your club. Yeah. Uh, and before I go any further on that, talking about a potential new club, I'd like to say I worked 18 months without a chairman at Croydon. Um, there was no chairman. so No chairman? Yeah, no, that, yeah, no, no chairman. So I took up many roles and done things mm-hmm. that I, didn't, I shouldn't have done. Um, but obviously I've done it because, you know, I'm one of them people. I want to. I want things done, and I want things done right. You know. Um, you sure you but, don't want to be a chairman, Liam? Nah, nah mate. Nah, <laughs> nah, not mate. Um, you know. But no. So on that note, we yeah. uh, the last six months, a chairman was appointed uh, a guy called Gavin English, and um, yeah. you know, it's it's always difficult when someone new comes in, and yeah. you know, I had the reins at Croydon. You know, pretty much done what I liked and was just left to my own accord to run the football side of things how I seemed fit and you know he came in and mate he he's been unbelievable so supportive um you know I, I went to him and said look we're in trouble we we're, we're falling away from the playoffs I need a bit more I need a little bit more money because my top players are out injured you know uh I, uh, I got a forward Richard Pingling the guy should be playing at step three comfortably step four um you know he was out injured i'm not going to replace him i was you know he was getting 40 quid you know he, he's getting off for 200 quid i'm not going to replace someone like him at step six without serious money yeah oh so, you know I, I went to them and just said look i need a little bit more couldn't get i knew i was never going to get the richard pinglings in but i knew that with a little bit more i could get someone in that could do a job um and you know he supported us with that um you know, he, he said to me, stop beating yourself up. You know, you're here, you're here to stay. We fully trust you to take the club forward, which is obviously, which then becomes a harder decision for me to actually step away because I had so much support from them. So definitely yeah. the chairman, like I say, full credit to Gavin. He's been unreal. And whoever goes in at Croydon, I can tell him straight up, you know, the chairman's good as gold and, you know, he's a diamond. Um, so, yeah, I think picking your chairman, um, you know, for me, as much as I want to get into another club, I won't be taking my, I won't be rushing into nothing. Um, you know, it's about sitting down, having them conversations and do people share the same vision. I think that a budget is a necessity, especially at step five, you need a healthy mm. budget. 
Um, when you look at the Scaffold League this year, you had Sheppey won it, Chatham come second, Glebe come third. You know, every one of them sides had at least 1,500 quid a week. You know, that's, you know, you, you can't compete with that unless you're rubbing shoulders. You know, I feel that for me at step five, a thousand pound would be eight, eight to a thousand. You know, you could be competitive and it's just about getting the right people in. But yeah, I, I think as well, like you said about the ground, um, I will never, unless it's Croydon FC, because the door, you know, I'll never close the door in the club because it means yeah. a lot to me. I may return there one day. But I will never manage at another club that has a running track around the pitch. You've heard it first, guys. You've heard it first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jose would uh, love to get your uh, question or comment. So I want to ask, uh, from your experiences as a player, do you think that's uh, something that's contributed to you, uh, say, for your man management skills as well? You said that it was one of your strengths. So I'd love to hear about uh, your experiences as a player and how that's influenced you as a coach. Yeah, no. Um, for for me, you know, I, I've not long stopped playing. Um, saying that I actually made a cameo on Saturday and did the last 25. We were struggling for numbers. Um, so it was quite fitting that, you know, I, I can still actually play. So I, I, um, I still played. But yeah, so, you know, I've had experiences with man where I've been dropped out of the side and I've heard the team being called out during sitting in, Sitting in the dressing room, the team's been named or I've walked in, the team's on the ball with no explanation. Um, so for me, it's something that I always do. If a player's been playing regularly and I regard them as a key player of the squad, even more so, they will be getting told before they walk in that changing room that they're not starting. Um, and I think that's a massive thing because, you know, you know how it goes in changing rooms. Someone someone gets upset and starts sulking. You walk up, you leave the room, they'll all be talking about it. It just brings the whole mood and the vibe down in a changing room. Um, you know, and I've experienced that. And even with players that I have told, you still see it. Um, so I try and be as open, as honest as I can with players. I think that is something that, you know, you might get one or two that may say, that may disagree with what I'm saying. Um, and I could tell you exactly them players. I could give you their names, but I won't. But, the majority of the players that have played for me, I think they'll always say that I've always been open and honest um, and been fair. And I've had a recent uh, young player join the club. Um, again, I won't name names, but, you know, he was having a bad game. I had to pull him off very early in the game. But I still pulled him aside and said, listen, this is why. This is what you need to do. He's 18 years of age. He's got a long, you know, a long time left in the game. And I'm sure he'll go on to play a lot higher than step six. He's a baby still. But... You know, I still had to keep talking to him and explaining to him my decisions just so that his head didn't go. And because it's, it's, you know, you're, you're looking after a lot of men. And, you know, my assistant said it last week on Trams TV. You're looking after a lot of young men and their mental states. And, you know, it's all about talking. And I feel that if you can build that relationship with a player, obviously, <clears throat> obviously you don't want it too close because, you know, ultimately there's a line. Um, between being too pally with players. But I do feel that, you know, you, you just need to be honest. And ultimately, the player would rather that than, you know, you string them along and, you know, players talk. So you don't get a reputation of being someone that takes liberties and, and lies to people. So I think that for me is probably the biggest thing I've took from being a player into management. Mm. Uh, and... Uh... 
you you spoke about Tram Trams TV again. Could you kind of elaborate what what Trams TV is all about? Yeah, so Trams TV was something that when we joined the club, um, there was a guy Paul Davis. Well, there still is a guy Paul Davis that used to take photos and stuff of the games, and he has a Flickr account. Um, and me and John looked at it and said, you know what, we need to try and get some more exposure for the club. Um, what can we do to bring more bums on the seats to get the club some more money? What can we do? The way to profile, obviously, I spoke with you as well, Tabriz, didn't I, about this? Yeah. And we, we spoke about yourself coming in, obviously, you know, with, with your schedule and stuff, it just wasn't the right time. So we spoke with Paul about we start a doing views of games and you know Paul had a GoPro at the, one GoPro at the time they said, oh, I've got an old GoPro I'll try it out started doing films on his phone and stuff and it went from that to now uh, a YouTube channel Trams TV that has highlights interviews we have supporters on there doing interviews management players um, and you know it's something that I know every team we play like on on Saturday for example someone shouted stick that on your YouTube channel when they scored <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And ultimately, you know, it's it's done its job because people are talking about it, right? And it's raised the profile of the club. And, you know, Paul Davis, Sunil, um, Liam from Semplas, Liam Blenko, um, these guys doing the interviews and stuff. And we've worked together along with me and John trying to put out content and just trying to raise the, the image of the club, which I think has been great. And, you know, hats off to Paul because he spends hours on end editing the footage. He's got, the like I say, the two GoPros, He's got the uh, video camera, um, two video cameras. One, his, his wife actually comes along and does some filming. Well, doesn't do some. She films as well every week. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's Trams TV, mate. And it, it's, been, it's been great. And it's something that I'm proud that, we, that we've set up together. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's brought some great memories, some great outtakes. Yeah, amazing. So, guys, please go out and go onto YouTube and just type in Trams TV, Croydon FC and subscribe to the channel. Um, coach, back to you. It's me again, Liam. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liam. I know that most most um, step six and that's that. You don't really have a scouting system, mm -hmm. so I know it's down to you to pick the players and your assistant, obviously. So my, I want to know from you because. All managers speak to and coaches have different ideas what they look for in a player. When you go out and looking for a player, what do you look for before you get that player and side him up to your club? What are you looking for? What are the what are the bits you want to see with that player? I I think with that, mate, um, mm. that actually changed initially um, from mm. when I first stepped into management because yeah. I, I was actually working at Homesdale with an under 18s uh, mm. with a close friend of mine two close friends of mine, Tommy and Peter Kavanagh. And, you know, the way I wanted to play and the way I wanted to take our ethos of, you know, keeping the ball high-intensity yeah. press when we lose it. Um, so I was looking for people that were comfortable in possession, people that could carry the ball. You know, I, wanted, I didn't want them just to be two donkeys at head and kick. Um, mm. You know, I wanted to play out for the goalkeeper. Our goalkeeper had to have good feet. Um, so that was that was initially the way I wanted to go. And it is still the way I, you know, it's the way I believe it should be played. But at step six with these pitches and you're coming up against sides that make it so difficult. They're just big, strong. This Kent League is, you know, you're, you're coming up against big physical players. They may not have great feet, but, you know, they're hitting big challenges, headers, you know, and literally, like I say, touch, 
turn, touch, turn. So this year it changed a little and I thought, you know what, we need to be a bit more direct. When I say a bit more direct, there's there's a confusion. It's not just go long, but it's get the ball directly out wide. Um, we had a, a front man that was big, strong, that held it up. Can we get it into his feet? Back into the midfield, uh, out wide again. So this year we looked for a lot more physicality. Um, I looked for pace out wide. Uh, I believe pace in the game is is something that, you know, frightens people alone. I know myself, I was never the quickest player, but if I had someone that could get in behind me and was and was quick and, you know, I knew I had to kick them early to try and, you know, get them to move the ball rather than put it past me. Um, so, you know, we looked at that. Um, and again, you know, we still, we still tried to look for players that were comfortable on the ball. And I will always do that because I'm not going to just go away from my morals and the way I want to yeah. play. But we did look for, like I say, this year, more experienced players. Um, you know, I feel that, you know, the old saying goes, you, you can't win nothing with kids. And at this level, I think that is true. You know, maybe in the Prem and in professional football, it may be different. But, you know, we, we found out when we lost a lot more senior characters this year, you know, again, losing behind in games, we didn't respond as well. Um, so we look for a lot more experienced players. And again, you know, I, I, I go out and watch games uh, quite regularly. Um, I go and watch our opposition. I'm not, a, you know, I'm a great believer of, you know, we I need to know their strengths and weaknesses so that I've got many ways we can play. I've got players with different, you know, not all of my players have got the same strengths. So mm-hmm. if we're playing a side that want to play out and, you know, we'll, we'll go with a higher press and I'll play players that are a bit more mobile. If I'm playing against a side that are going to pump it long and just going to be in for the physical battle, I'll match up to that and know that later on in the game, I'll then bring on my, you know, more mobile and more more um, more flary players as such. So it's quite tough because, like I say, there's not one thing that you look for. As you know, uh, Barry, there's yeah. there's many things that, you know, for me, there's there's one thing that I feel that I wish I could coach because it's probably my strongest point and that's heart and desire. Desire, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you can't put that into a player. They've either got... Oh, you're frozen. They need to have that in them. Um, you know, so I, I do try and look for that in a player because I feel that that's mm. huge. But as you know... But the main thing is that all the players complement each other, isn't it? 100%. You're going to get all different shapes and sizes and speed and athletic, but all the players complement each other. That's what we do look for as coaches and managers. Uh, a million as one. Sorry. Oh, it's, it's making all those characters and personalities one as a team as well. It can't yeah. be easy. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, we had a we had a issue this year. I bought in a centre forward that I trusted, and I still did trust until the day he left. Um, but other players didn't like. You know, he wasn't scoring many goals, but he done his job. He held the ball. He roughed and rough defenders up, and you know, sixty seventy minutes for me, he'd done his job, and I bring mm-hmm. on a year old who was bagging goals for fun off the bench it was a different you know and ultimately it like you say it's it's trying to make the puzzle fit so yeah. that center forward was complementing other players games yeah without other players realizing so they might oh he's shit he's not scoring he's but no like he's doing his job he's doing what i'm asking of him 
Mm. Um, you know, and it was a shame that he decided to leave because he was a massive part of what we did. Um, but, you know, I, I had another another issue with a centre midfielder. He was my best midfielder. But we we had a lot of disagreements and I felt that, you know, he was a winner and he was passionate, but sometimes he overstepped the line with some of the things that he said and the way he carried his message across. So we had to let him go. Um, and with that, we lost probably our best ball-playing midfielder, but then it brought out the best in my wide man who then started scoring goals for fun because I felt that he wasn't performing as well with that character in the team. So, you know, nothing against that guy, you know, great player and a great lad, but ultimately it wasn't right for us at that time. So you have to sometimes let your best players go to allow others to flourish. Uh, Jose, back to you. So I've got actually a question about the training schedules in semi-pro clubs and especially with Croydon as well, because I, I noticed that you mentioned uh, one session a week. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. During the so until September, we was until we lost the light. It was three times a week. Sorry, two times a week and a game. And then once, obviously, we had the the dark nights. It went to one training session a week, one game a week, if not two, if we had a midweek game. So this is something that was actually new to me because I, I would have expected semi-pro clubs to be training more often. And I noticed that in the UK, and this is maybe something appropriate for everyone to pitch in because it's something that was interesting to me. In Portugal, amateur clubs train three to four times a week. And that's players that aren't getting paid. Um, I've noticed in a lot of semi-pro clubs that they're training once a week, sometimes twice a week. Why is it that this is the, the case in the United Kingdom? where players are getting, as you said, some 100 and something pounds a week, mm -hmm. but then they're only training once a week. Is it related to, like, match fixtures? Is it related to just uh, their availabilities? What do you think this is? So there's a there's a couple of things there. You said about, you know, a player getting 100 pounds a week. The training facilities for most clubs, Croydon, so Croydon don't own their ground. It's a council-owned ground, so we have to pay you know, I think it's like £250 or something around that per game to play at our home ground. Um, that being said, there's no training facility there for us. So we have to then go and find a mudlit pitch or a 3G pitch, which we do at a school in Lamf uh, in Croydon, Lamfranc, Archbishop Lamfranc. Mm. It costs, I think it's 90 quid or something around that, 100 quid per session. Mm. So it's about trying to keep the budgets down and the expenses down. Um, again, like I said, we don't have a lot of money as a club or, you know, and ultimately I had to make a choice whether that money went into the player's budget to train an extra day or whether we trained an extra day. Um, and the other thing was, is that during the season at most clubs that I've been at, um, you know, I played five or six for 16 years and a lot of the time you would have two training sessions when I was at Hawley Town. Sometimes you only have eight people turn up on the Tuesday. You know, they know that they turn up on Tuesday, they're going to work. Thursday, you're not, you know, any manager or coach isn't going to run a player into the ground with a game two days later. So they know they turn up on Thursday, you'll do your set pieces, your bit of, your bit of pattern of play, and it's an easy session. So I think, you know, I looked at that and felt I'm going to get a super fit pre-season, which we were. We were ridiculously fit. Um, and like I say, you know, even friendly or not, we were beat step four and five sides and you know we we, we rumped one step five side with ease um 
And then, you know, I felt that we could just tick over, trust players to do their own stuff away from us. And then on a Wednesday night, we'd get there half an hour early from our time, do half hours running on the grass. And then we had an hour and a half to actually work on shape and pattern of play, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so a lot of that, I think, comes down to money. A lot of clubs, I think, if a, again, going back to an earlier question about what would I look for, a club that's got its own facility where we can train because then tr you're training twice a week. And regardless, if you're turning up eight people on Tuesday and you are getting any sort of expenses, you won't be getting the money you think you're getting. You'll be getting fined. Um, and ultimately, it just comes down to being disciplined in that respect. But it is tough because, you know, players have got, you know, players are playing, they've got businesses or they've got work, you know, and for them to take that commitment out, you know, if your best players can't train twice a week, they can only train mm. once and then you've got players that can train twice a week and they're not as good as, you know, your key players, they'll be then asking questions. Why well, I'm training twice a week, he turns up, trains on a Thursday or a Tuesday, misses one and plays every week and then you get that unrest. So for me, I thought, you know, we'll make it one day. There's no excuses. We did have, we had great numbers, no less than 16. Sometimes we had 25, you know, when we had players coming back, players that want to come, younger players, etc. So we never struggled with numbers at training, but we, I don't think we would have got that if we would trained twice a week. Mm. No, fair enough. And uh, the last question before um, before we have to end this segment, and again, Liam, thank you so much um, for like coming on, is if there's any... Uh, coaches or managers looking to apply for the Croydon job? I mean, what's the one thing that you would say like to them? And also, could you kind of give uh, the people out there any kind of social media handles for Croydon FC? Yeah, so, you know, I think anyone that goes in there, they, they've got an honest, they've got an honest board, board of directors there that want the best for the club. You know, they've already started doing stuff at the club, um, like renovation, clubhouse, et cetera, et cetera. I know Gavin will do his best to make sure that that pitch is, you know, he's, he's a football man. He will want that pitch to be beautiful come start of next season. Um, and I'm sure he'll be putting pressure on the powers that be to make sure that's that's done. I think that, you know, for me, I think that it's, it's a job for an up-and-coming manager for where the club's at right now. But, you know, hopefully the club do get the right person in that can take the club forward. Um, and like I say, They'll have no issues with the people there. They're they're there. They're Croydon people, and you know they want what's best for the club. Um, so yeah, that's that's all about that really. There is one thing I do want to say. You know, at a time when we were struggling um, for players this year, there's a guy that works. You know, the one guy I think that probably works harder than me in non-league. Um, a guy called Lee Flavin. Um, he's got a um, a company, a non-league chance, and what he done is he helped me get some players in. Um, on, on Jewel Reg from other clubs and you know he was always sending me players do you need do you need a forward do you need this and you know I only met him this year and he what he does he helps players get into the leagues and helps players constantly not for no money just for you know him loving the game and wanting to see people progress so he's somebody you know that ultimately someone like him would be perfect for Croydon you know um, but yeah I know he's obviously he wouldn't be interested in a job. He's somewhere else. But, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, on on that note, he's been a massive help for me when we were going through a bad patch this year. Um, so I just wanted to give him a shout out on, on the channel, mate. Yeah. And um, any social media 
uh, handles or details that people should yeah know? yeah so obviously you've got um Croydon FC's Trams TV over on YouTube which is always worth a watch um, but make sure you subscribe get them subscribers up um, the Croydon Twitter page I think that Croydon but I'm sure if you just type in Croydon FC you'll find them they've got over 8,000 followers you know very well full of club um, and the Instagram as well Croydon FC Graham uh, as well so type it in the search bar and I'm sure you'll find them thank you so much Liam for like coming on and uh, again um, thank you for allowing me to kind of get into the changing room to interview you know yourself and John and kind of letting me be part of your journey so um, and again you know this is um, this is like not a goodbye this is this is uh, I like see you later 100% I say thank you so much mate for your support you know coming in and giving us the exposure um yeah so yeah big up yourself mate and and your channel and i just want to keep seeing you shine mate as well and thank thanks for having me on thank you oh, great liam nice meeting you liam man cheers guys all the best and good luck for your all season the best. Thank, you. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Yeah. thank you cheers, cheers. all righty that was liam giles from Croydon FC. Um, Jose, thank you for like coming on. I know, again, you are two hours um, ahead, so um, you kind of go and kind of get your sleep. Um, we have the very interesting segment coming. Um, let me kind of put up this logo here. Santos versus Independent, a game that um, happened yesterday. Um, I've got people waiting in the wings um, looking to come on. But uh, before that, we're going to take a quick two... Jose, minutes. see you later then, Jose, if you're going. Sir, thank you for having me once again. Take care, Jose. We will see you guys in two minutes. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. Uh, please like and subscribe. We have now gone to the vet segment. Uh, and again, let me just um, thank Liam and Jose for like coming on. So at this present moment in time, 
let me take that one off. Um, so yeah, we kind of have the vet segment before I kind of go into going to be talking about let me kind of go over the results from yesterday so in the, uh, in a division one metro gas beat sorry stansfield beat metro gas uh five three and charcoal versus sporting kits in the london Vets cup semi-final charcoal beat sporting kits on penalties so charcoal are now in the final of the Vets cup and this is how the table looks like at this present moment in time. Charcoal first, Glebe second, LSU A third, Stansfield fourth, Johnson and Phillips fifth, New Park sixth, uh, Metro Gas seventh, Defiance eighth. And the fixtures for, uh, sorry, and the fixtures for next week um, Glebe versus Metro Gas, LSU A versus Stansfield, and Seagas uh, are playing Charcoal in one of the cups. So let's go to um, Division Two. Uh, Catford a walkover over Bow Street. Seagas beat Cray three-one, uh, and Sporting Santos beat Independent. Sorry, Seagas um, beat Cray three-one, and Sporting Santos beat Independent four-one. And this is how the table looks. Um, Santos um, are champions of Division Two. Um, Independent second. Cray third, Catford fourth, Wallenham fifth, Seagas sixth, LSU B seventh, Bow Street eighth, Leon Stars ninth, Leon um, and Norwood Lakers tenth. And the games happening next week Bow Street versus Catford and Seagas versus Charcoal. Alrighty, so let's let's kind of go straight into this. Uh, let me uh, black up and yeah, cool. Um, and again, guys, thank you. Thank you guys for, for like coming on. Um, Leon, thank you. Um, thank you for coming on to the show. We have Nana as well. Um, <coughs> uh, we have uh, Blackhawk from Independent and we have Asher from Sporting Santos. Good evening, gents. How is everyone doing? Good evening, guys. Really well. Good, good, good. Cool. All right. Well, let's, yeah, um, let's go into it. Um, let me just say again, congratulations to uh, Sporting Santos, um, Division Two champions, um, um, going uh, in upper champions, and again, well done to Independent, also being promoted um, as Trey lost. So, so Independent, so uh, Sporting Santos and and Independent are going up into Division. Looks like his wife is monitoring the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hey, well, I don't know what you heard, but literally, I was, I was, I was talking anyway. But hey, uh, let's let's kind of go to Asher first, actually. Um, Asher, well done. I would love to get your analysis of yesterday's game. Um, evening, evening, all. Um, I think, like I've said previously, my kind of view on the game, actually playing in it, will probably be a lot different to those who we're watching it from from the sidelines so you'll probably get two bits of different contrast there um i think that um independence started kind of well on the front foot i think they had a couple of like half chances to be able to to, to take the lead um and then i think after kind of the incidents for the for the first goals or whatever to make it you know, one one. 
at that stage there the game started to progress and heat up and get a bit more and I, I just think that from that moment on we become more dominant and had our, our heads in the game and created a good good amount of chances in the first half um, only managed to score kind of one of those chances and, and went in 2-1 I believe at the break um, and then the second half we knew the, that independent will come out and play and uh, try to turn the screws and try to get back into the game um, I, I don't know it, it just felt like we we wanted it more and we fought for it more felt like we were stronger and fitter at, at that moment in time and, like mm-hmm. they become unstuck a little bit out of ideas I mean they did lose a key player in dash as well but of course that's just one player and they got they got a big squad anyway um, but I don't really record them creating too much but like I said, that's me in, in the game and, and my view. So others might be a little bit different. Um, okay. Mm, and cool. yeah, well, the guys were quite clinical. Yeah. Well, okay. could have been more well, clinical, but yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll be um, discussing um, some like some like um, some like major talking points. Um, mm-hmm. Black Klopp would I love to get uh, the independent uh, POV. Um, first of all, congratulations, Santos. Totally deserved it. Totally bossed the game. Totally bossed the game. Um, their game plan was different. I didn't see that at all. I have to say, um, from the first game and the, the games that we played them, I didn't see that they were um, much stronger and fierce in the tackle, <clears throat> where I know them as a... Of course, they've got that side to them but I know them as a ball playing side but they they knocked us off our game completely knocked us off our game um guys weren't in it weren't just weren't up for it that's the thing that disappointed me after the game in the changing room that we didn't really um go out on our shield um I was expecting a bigger challenge in the second half after we came back and we tried to reset um, and that didn't happen, which is all you know, down to Santos again. Um, so really nothing I can say. They deserved it from minute one to um, minute 93 or 94. They deserved it. Um, they hunted us down throughout the season. Um, every week I looked on their results and I speak to their players after the game, they looked on our results. It was always down to us two. Um, both had blips in the season and it came down to this mammoth game and they were up for it and we weren't. There's just things me and Ray and the squad have to learn from, really. Um, but when I woke up this morning, no, 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 no when I woke up this morning, when I, when, when I went home last night, sort of settled, wasn't that disappointed to think that um, all the players that have played in our teams from the fifth division every season getting promoted to get to the first division. And to be honest, Barry rang me this morning and sort of refocused refocused my mind. And Nana, after the game, said exactly the same thing. Yeah, you, didn't, you weren't champions and that Santos deserved to be champions, but you've got what you wanted, which was to get to the first division. So, you know, you learn from these these games. Um, there's a few games in the season that we've got to learn from. 
yesterday's game is definitely one of the big one of those games that we have to learn from and we go again we got to the promised land which we wanted and we go again but much respect to santos deserved it 100 percent um leon has just disappeared i was just gonna go to leon let me gonna go to nana um nana um what did you think of the game yesterday good evening all can you hear me yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah my, my my laptop has just decided to restart itself, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm using my, my mobile phone. Um, congratulations, Santos. Um, congratulations to Independent. Um, you know, starting with the Independent, this was your your Independent's goal from the beginning. So, yes, you know, you've reached it. I'm I'm sure you'd have loved to win it to get there. Um, but, you know, from a brutally honest point of view, the game I saw yesterday, there was always going to be one winner. Um, and again, I'm being brutally honest here. Stop putting these things on to Greece, please. Listen, you, listen, you... means chatting shit. Just stop putting these things and let's just talk in the panel. Please. Listen. Uh, wait, okay, sorry. I didn't know what's going on. But anyway, um, it was, it was what I saw yesterday. In, for me, again, being brutally honest, it was, it was, a, it was a game I felt was boys versus men. Um, and it, uh, Santos won the first ball, the second ball, and sometimes the third ball. They look fitter. They, they look stronger. Um. It looks like there was only going to be one winner. Um, Leon, for me, was their best player. That's just that's just me. Well, he, well. he, he was very he was very physical. He didn't give Nino a wimp. Anybody who he was very physical. He was hands on all the time, and most of the Santos players were like, like that as well. Mm. And I expected a bit more fight from independent to make a very, very competitive game because all the build up to now, you know, independent having 15 points at one time over Santos crawling, Santos crawling back slowly, slowly. This was the pinnacle. This was meant to be the blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Independent just didn't turn up mm-hmm. for some reason that they just, they just didn't turn up because I know independent can play ball, but you know, if I'm even being harsh, I would say Santos schooled them from from minute five. Mm-hmm. Independent came out of the blocks, pressing high, a lot of energy. After five minutes, everything went tits up. And especially when Dash went off the pitch, um, you know, it looked like they lacked ideas. Nino couldn't get his stride on. Um, again, because Leon handled him very, very well. And um, when Dash went off the pitch, I thought that was it. Because I don't remember um, Independent putting five passes together. And I I stand to be corrected. Mm. And this is not the Independent that I know. So when push comes to shove, yeah, I think think all the boys there, they would would know that they've let themselves down. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I say, it's, it's... the aim was to get into the division one, as they said in the show time and time again. So they've gotten where they they, they want to be. Mm. Um, I'm sure they will recruit and you know tinker 
and you know bring that bring that fight back bring that desire bring that hunger back um because division one is is a whole different kettle fish it's, it's a whole different ball game so um it's going to be even more difficult you're going to have games like this week in week out so um congrats to uh santos actually well played yesterday yeah, you had a very, really good game, you know, especially, you know, your assist for the goal. And Leon again, solid, solid. Um, and well done to Independent. You, you are in Division division, division 1, so you achieved your own. Uh, Leon, let me kind of come to you. Um, I, I kind of said in um, one of one of my shows, I said, don't give Leon any opportunities with, with his left foot. And uh, I said that he was a better left back than, than a left winger. And you proved it yesterday. I mean, how how was the game for you? Um, I'm playing from start to finish. I I agree with what uh, you can hear my voice. It's still, my voice is gone from yesterday. Uh, but I agree. I agree with both. I agree with Paul, and I agree with Nana. I think we, I think from start to finish, we were the better team from start to finish. We wanted it more. We was first to every ball, mm-hmm. second ball, first ball. And I just think he was way more aggressive. He was way more aggressive than them. I think throughout the whole pitch, he was on top of everything. And to be honest, it could have been more. To be honest with you, it probably could have been. It probably should have been more. But I just think we wanted it more yesterday. And I was quite surprised that it was that the game went like that in the first place. I thought it would have been like a lot more competitive than it was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, coach. Coach Barry would um, love to get your analysis. Your mic, Barry. Coach, you're, coach, you're on. You're on mute. Sorry. Ah, oh, good evening, everyone. Good evening, gentlemen. Ash, you can smile now, Ash. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I agree, Leon. Good to meet you, Leon. I saw you play yesterday for the first time. Good game. You had an excellent game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest difference I saw out there, I know Wesley and people like that from years ago. I just thought um, Santos had unity. The way I saw them, to, the oneness and togetherness, they had a great unity and a great spirit about them. And that transformed onto the pitch as well. I think we lost it in every department. Um, Gary kept on, was telling me before the game, showing off the presence on the pitch. But I just saw Gary make one save. I think they marshaled our, our forwards quite comfortable. I thought mm. it was a comfortable win for Santos, to be honest. A very comfortable win. Um, I don't know where how our spirit's gone because we look like we lacked a lot in every department. It's not mm. just about dash. I thought we had we had no one really threatening um, Santos throughout the game. That's why they were so comfortable. And that's why they're smiling today because I think they can't believe they had such a easy 4-1, well, really, 3-0 victory, really. Mm. I think they can't believe it. Um, I can't just condemn my side because we're, we're so happy that we've got promotion because that was our at the start of the season. But I've got to give my hats off and applaud Santos once again because mm. they've come and all they've done is focus on winning this division and that's what they've done. When I thought they were dead, because twice I thought Santos was dead and they've come back, come back, and they've won just by, you, I could just see that unity and strength with the team. No arguing, encouraging each other. And that's how you win games. 
And the sad thing, I think, from Independent, we did not compete. And I think that's what surprised everyone today. Mm. Watch. You can't win games and you don't compete, no matter yeah. how good you are. Mm. But well done again. Their game plan was good. I saw some of the stuff they are doing. Yeah, you're a bit nasty, you Santos players, but don't think it's over. <laughs> don't think it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, Leon, Ash, yeah. everyone, Wesley, Gary, yeah, you told me you're going to do two great saves. You've done one. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned you now, so leave me alone now, Gary. But well done, Santos. <laughs> from my heart, true respect to all of you guys to mm. come from so far. Consistency. Love the club. Great play. Hats off to you. And once again, well done to Klopp. Well done to Raymond, because you've done a great achievement from, like I said, Division 5. Nana, you're included. And yeah. I think, Nana, I know people might not say, I think you was missed. I think you was missed. And also, we've had problems with what's the, uh, Nelson. I think Nelson was mixed. I know there's a lot of things going on. I don't know everything what it went on, but those two characters was missed from our club as well. So I don't want to say they've done nothing. They've done great stuff at Independent as well. And we mustn't forget they were part of the journey as well. Yeah. But last, last thing again, well done, Ash. You proved me wrong, but we'll be back. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't doubt that one bit. I don't doubt that one bit. It was just one of those games. And it, like, I think everyone could feel and see that we wanted it more. Mm -hmm. And I think once, once we realised that... Yeah. We wasn't getting yeah mm -hmm. yeah back. We just grew and grew and yeah. confident, and um, continued to, you know do what what we we set out to do. Yeah, yeah. No, mm -hmm. I mean it was it was a uh, it was it was uh, it was an eye opener. And and actually, let me just kind of say that again. Um, like the people in the comments, thank you. You know, thank you for kind of coming in. Everyone has the right to say whatever they have to say. Uh, again, um, I just want to say. A lot of people wanted to come onto the show. Um, like I said, no, but again, this is like a show for everyone. So again, whoever has to say whatever they want to say in the comment, the comments, that's absolutely fine. You know, that's kind of, you know, literally, you know, absolutely fine. It's literally free for everyone to say whatever they have to say. Um, to let's, let's kind of go to Leon. Um, uh, Leon, um, so, um, something that I noticed, uh, especially in the Catford game, is I think when like you guys were four, I think when like you guys were four four goals up, you was the one that was geeing them up to actually get more and more and more. I mean, I mean, like is that the kind of normal mentality that you guys have in the changing room and and um and uh, let's see who and let's see who kind of starts off that you know that kind of aggression and that kind of passionate um style of play. Yeah, of course. Um, that's what we do, man. Um, We've, we've, we've scored a lot of goals this season. We've, we've hit 10, 9s, 11s. We've hit a lot of goals. We don't, we don't let up. Um, and that's, that's, that's as, as a group. We do, we do that as a group. We're all, as, um, I can't remember what his name is. Sorry, but I can't see it. Um, as he said, the unity in our squad is, we, like, we, we've known each other for years. Like, we're all brothers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've gone from, from secondary school, primary school, some of us, like we've all known each other in that training from for a lot of years. So I think it shows as well on the pitch. And you can tell that we're not just like we're not just a football team. Where we go out, we go out together, we was out last night together, we, we do everything together, you know what I mean? So I think it shows and it helps and it 
and it definitely comes across like that on the pitch as well. And I think that's what it was yesterday as well. Um, if, if you're winning four 0 five 0 you just keep going, man. You don't let you don't let teams up, man. You keep going. You just got to bury teams, man. And I think we got to keep that mentality into next season as well. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more difficult, but I think we, I think we'll be fine. I, I still think we'll be fine next next season. I think we'll be very competitive, and I just think we'll be. It's there for the taking, man. That is, who's to say we can't go and win that? Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, definitely, man. But that's how, that's how we are as a team. Our mentalities, everyone's on the same wavelength in our team. We're all friends, we're all family, and that's and that's. I think it shows. I think it shows on the pitch. Um, I've got a question from Nick, and I think Nick's from Trey Wanderers. Um, um, Leon and Ash, um, what was the toughest Santos game this season that you guys have played? Probably the wall in them game when we was playing in the um, we was playing in the um, the stool and we lost. Um, they battered us in that game, like they were four 0 up. We win, I think. They were four up at half time, I think. I can't remember, but they 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 were first to everything. They played the um, the conditions, um, and and the game against Cray as well, the three three game when we drew three three with Cray as well. That game was close as well, man. We like we we were quite lucky in that game. Um, I think it was three one up with about ten minutes left, but like like you said, we didn't we didn't give up, we didn't we didn't die, we kept on going until the end of the whistle, and uh, we managed to get something out of the game. So I think those two games in particular were probably the toughest games this season, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think the Cray game was the three three was one of the toughest. The one against Wollingham, I I like I see it as a one off. <laughs> I don't know why it was. You know, they just got the better of us and we couldn't get ourselves back into it. But the game with Cray was a full-on battle. You know, goals with each end, both teams with things at stake. Um, we was 3-1 down, managed to get back to 3-3. And I think that was kind of like a pivotal moment because I think if, if we let up at that moment in time, where we are now would have been a little bit more difficult to, to, to reach. Okay. And I think the 4-0 with Wallingham just it meant that we'd lost the same amount of games as everybody else. Mm. It, it, it drew us level. So if we would have lost to that, to Cray on that day, we would have lost three games and everyone else would have lost two. Mm. Mm. Um, to uh, Black Klopp, um, why why like do you think the like the like boys didn't respond to um, not like only to the halftime team talk, but you know possibly how how like Santos you know played played a kind of different type of way we had a big talk in the change room at the end of the game you was there um we just ran out of steam just ran out of steam um and that's no disrespect to santos again they they got their game plan their management they got their game plan on point and their players were on point we just ran out of steam. You know, everybody was expecting uh, uh, what fight back. Uh, as Asha said, um, they were expecting something to come back. And when it didn't, of course, you grow into a game when you know there's nothing coming back. Um, I was expecting something to come back because it was such a big game. It was there, you know, win the game and you win the league. Um, but... It just there was just nothing in the tank left. There was just nothing in the tank left, and I can't kill them for it because we've still got to the promised land. So I can't kill them for it. 
yeah, it would have been nice to have won the league. And we were winning. We were top for such a long time. And it, yeah, it pains to be nicked at the last, last, last game. But in the big scheme of things, at the very beginning of our journey, all of us, we wanted to get to where we're going to be next season. So, you know, when you think of the big picture, I can't kill the squad. And every single player that has played for Peckham, LSU, and you know, we've warped into independent. All of those players have helped us get to where we are now in this situation where we're going to the first division. So I can't kill them. We just yeah. came up against a better side on the day. Simple. Yeah. And that's um, football. Yeah, that's football. Um, there's um, there's like one comment that I that I personally just kind of want to answer. Um, Ballers Ballers Academy. Um, this 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 said hopefully independent can learn from Santos how to conduct themselves. Let me just kind of clarify one thing. Yeah. So I, as an independent player, no, no, literally, I can, as an independent player, I I backed independent to win the league. I said on this show, no matter what the situation was, independent were going to win the league. And, you know, people like may like think that was wrong for me to publicly say that. But again, you know, that's just how I am. Like, you know, if I'm literally involved with, with like something, I will say exactly what I had to say. Also as well, I don't think you was... Um, I'm privileged to actually be there after the game, Ballers Academy, because after like the game, Go on we it. all came together for a good, like literally, like the groundsman had to kick us out of the ground <laughs> because we were there together, taking pictures, we were taking videos, we were we were like drinking together. You know, we like have the utmost respect for Santos and vice versa. We again, like you know, if like you was there, there was at least over a hundred people at the game yesterday. And like, if that's not an advert for Vets football, I don't know what is. And again, like we we are here on this channel to promote Vets football. So how independent conducting, how like you know, you shouldn't put any any kind of slur on independent because I'm not going to have that because I'm part of independent. So like I so again like I know, hey, you know everyone's kind of got their own opinion. I'm like, you know, I like whatnot, but I just kind of want to just, just kind of say that, just to kind of clear, clear, like you know, you know, she, you know, everything up. Um, I've got Ray on the show as well. Ray, Ross. um, how you doing? Hey, good evening. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Please drive carefully. <laughs> um, no, good evening, panel. Um, it's been a while since I've been on the show. Um, no, I wanted to come on and say. Yeah, well done, Santos, as we've already said. Um, it's been a very good season. Um, lots of twists and turns. And, um, yeah, it's been enjoy enjoyable to be a part of it. Um, at the end of the day, when you start, when you get into vets football, you think, okay, everything's winding down now. But this season has just been an advert for where the, the competition is in vet football at the moment um as um well just to well to address well to really beat me to it to address some of the comments that are in in the comments i think some people blow or don't realize that a lot of stuff that's said online is jokes it means nothing it's like when we see santos when we see catford when we see all the other teams you play, you give a hundred percent, 
and then you shake each other's hand at the end of the game. And that's that's where the respect is. Um, some of the comments I see, and I think some of them are disrespectful in the sense of suggesting that there's no respect on on our side for other teams. And I think that's nothing's further from the truth. Um, I think yesterday, one of the big things that happened in the game yesterday, mm-hmm. to me, which was bigger than the game, bigger than everything, mm-hmm. was when Santos scored their first goal. And even in the face of arguing with his own team, Westy was like, let them score. Mm-hmm. Let them score because we don't want to win like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that encapsulated what we go out there for. Mm-hmm. Go out there for to play hard and to win in the right way. Mm-hmm. And that to me was a mark of respect on both sides, which is why I have felt the need to go over and shake his hand during the game because that's what we come out for. And if that's not respect both ways, then I don't know what is. Um, so, yeah, that's all I want to say to that. Um, the other thing I wanted to come on and say and to echo um, Paul's comments in the fact of, yeah, at the time it hurt and it still hurts to lose like that, um, to lose any game. But in the manner which we did hurt, but when we started the season or when we started, however, all them years ago, the mm-hmm. goal was to get into Division 1. And even though some people smirked, some people laughed, here we are. We're in Division 1. Um, I would like to go on record and thank all of the players that have played for us over the period of time. Um, all of them. Now, now we've had our ups and downs, but you've been a part of that journey. Um, and I've got nothing but respect for what you've done for the team. And I think even though you're with Catford now, you can hold your head high and say, I've played a massive part in independent getting there. Um, now, so I see you in the comments this season. As I said to you, I, the way it, whatever happened, I wasn't happy with the way it went, but you played a part in us getting there. And that's not overlooked on my side. It is what, whatever happened is what it is. But I respect all of the players that have gone out and given their all for the cause of getting us where we got to. So, yeah, Santos, you made it a wicked title race. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to lock horns again next season. And, yes, yeah, it's 1-1 one, one on paper, but you get an aggregate extra for winning the title. Leon stops smiling. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one I'm coming for. I want to get one back, so... Yeah, I hope this helps. You want to get your money? You want to get your money back as well, isn't it? You want your money? In it? <laughs> yeah, oh, you want your money back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my money back. I want my money back. But yeah, I hope your money's in that bar last I hope it's one that we look back on when we're all finished and we say, "Rah, do you remember the up and the ding dongs with Independent?" That to me is what we're here for. That we can see each other in the road, shake hands, and say, "Rah, yeah, we got you that time." That's what it's about. So all the banter online. That to me means nothing. It's in the fresh. As we said, we were there drinking, talking, trying to do a bit more than football in sense of how we help our communities. That's what we're here for. And that's what it's about. So if we were going to lose the title, I'm glad I'm lo- we lost it to you lot because you lot deserved it. Mm-hmm. You us down, you never give up. And yeah. when it came down to it, yeah, completely deserved the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, respect. But... Mm-hmm. Don't drink too much champagne because we're coming for you. Um, yeah, and again, um, I'm gonna literally 
put this question out there because you know again like you know people will be asking do you think independent bottled it yeah yeah i think you did i think to be fair i think from christmas we we just didn't have that 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 bite we didn't have that um we didn't have that what do you call it ross <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you at times, you know. It's like, if you got sense. But okay, respect, Nels. I think you're a wanker too, Nels. <laughs> we'll have to go we'll have to just look at that and take it from there. But yeah, no, I think from Christmas, we lost a step. Um, Christmas came at the wrong time and we just lost a step. Mm. And our fitness wasn't what it usually was. And we were struggling to get a rhythm. And I don't think we ever got one back. Mm. That game came and where you hope it galvanizes us for us to mount one last challenge. And it just never we just didn't have it in the tank. Mm. Didn't have it. And we could be playing now. And I don't think we would have scored past that team. So it's yeah, it is what it is. It's one of them things you learn from it. You learn from it. You hopefully see you you, you hopefully that see that Next season, you learn from that and you get a bit stronger. You go for it a bit more. So yeah, learning things. I think um, I think bottled is a is a strong is a strong word and a strong take on it. I think we kind of knocked knocked you a bit on the way we played. I don't think it was a little bit expected. I think we because we got a grip. We, and we wouldn't let you back in, it become more difficult to get back into the game. I wouldn't say you bottled it. You definitely tried to, to play your game, but it, it just wasn't coming together. I think the, the rhythm just wasn't there. And um, I think after a while, the players themselves, this is my opinion, stopped believing. Mm. And I think when one or two individuals stop believing it makes it incredibly difficult as a team to go out and, and do the business and do the job and that's what it, it it kind of felt like because winning the first second and third ball that doesn't happen regular or for for long periods of games mm. so i just feel like they, they stop believing after after a while you see, that that's a lovely way of to me saying bottles that and that's the thing to me, in a game, yeah, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna have the upper hand on your opponent for ninety minutes. Mm -hmm. And to me, your job is to, okay, he's won this one, he's not winning the second one, he's not winning the third one, and it's that way. But I just didn't see that that fight back from us, and that to me, I'm old fashioned. It's it should be in your DNA. That fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've played with Barry and teams and. There's times where someone beats me to it and I get that look from him. You gotta do better the next time. So I know the next one he can't win. Or he's got to he's got to move heaven and earth to win it. And that's to me where the bottle comes in. That's to me where that fight comes in. It's that yeah. taking the ball in places where they're all around me, but I've got the bottle to do it. And I didn't see that from us. Or from some. Mm. I didn't see that from enough of us. Mm. And that's a bit to me that hurt. Because you just got to be confident in those kind of situations. You need someone on the pitch to say, this ain't happening today. And I looked around and I just didn't see enough people to be on that game who was prepared to 
take it where it hurts, take the ball. The Daves could see you guys coming in hard and it wasn't enough of us prepared to put our body in between you and the ball and say, go, go for me to get it. Mm. But, yeah, that's why, yeah, you're right. Maybe bottles are hard, word, but we're in a hard, it's a hard sport. So sometimes you've got to take it on the chin. Uh, Coach Barry, you've been mightily quiet. Uh, I'd love to kind of get your your kind of uh, feelings about what like, people have said right now. What's that? I, I heard what Raymond said. And what, I just go back to that. The, I didn't see the unity there. So you're not going to get that fight. If the team ain't united, you know, and the spirit's not there, you're not going to get that fight. We didn't fight for each other. We didn't encourage each other. Uh, there was a lot of moaning going on. I don't know why. It's the first game I've come to. And it was completely different when I came last year to the cup final when we won when that real spirit was there. I know there's a lot of things that's happened, which I'm not going to talk about on here, but um, I think that was really lacking. You know, Leon, you see Leon? Do you, do you know, are you yeah. related to Eric? Yes, my uncle, Eric and Derek. Okay, my so uncle. Played your uncle. Your uncle played for Ted and B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my uncle. I, I saw the name Dustin, I said, oh, oh, I wonder if you're related to Eric. Yeah, say yeah. hello to Eric for me. He was down there yesterday. He was at the game. Was yesterday. he there? Yeah, he oh, was down there. All right, sorry to go. Yeah, but I think um, that was one of the big, big problems I saw yesterday within us. What we have to sit down, talk about it, and, and get straight and change that sort of element because I'm not taking anything away from um, Santos at all because they had their game plan. And I think we played straight into their game plan because I've never seen us play so much um, long ball. And it wasn't working. It was falling straight into Santos' hands, coming straight back at us. But we played like that for 75 minutes, which I couldn't understand. So we played straight into Santos' strength. And they capitalised really well. Anytime they got the ball back, they usually better than us. So that's the worst I've seen independent play. But we wasn't allowed to play anyway by Santos. Mm. So I'm not Santos Ash, I'm not taking any away from you away from your performance. Because you didn't allow us to play. Mm. But there's things we need to do and look at. But it's good because we never lose. You never lose, you learn. So remember that. You never lose, you learn. You never ever lose, you learn. So you taught us a lesson. <laughs> you taught us a little lesson on your learning. Yeah. Yeah. But the I'm, journey goes on because we've both gone to the next level now. Now let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and this yeah. is what I'm about. I'm about solutions, looking forward, and where do we go from here? You saw yeah. everybody moaning and making comments on there, but where do we go from now? That's one of the biggest problems I've seen with us. We're always complaining and moaning. Let's plan. What do we do now? How do we go forward? Both teams need to plan. We're going to the next level. What do we do now? Let's sit down and structure and make sure we can make a presence in that division. Uh, so Nick has come in with a question to to both teams. Um, um, what's the focus? Or yeah, focus goals, objectives for next season for Santos and Independent. And I'll let Asher uh, answer for Santos. I mean, I haven't had such a discussion about that as of yet. But then I imagine that the aims are the same to to do to compete to do as as good as we can to win as much football games as possible and I, I think that will always be the ethos of, of of the team in general obviously have a good pre-season um 
and get into a good rhythm and go out and compete and show everyone why we're there and that we deserve to be there. Cool. And uh, to Ray? Um, much the same. Uh, we want to get there. We want to go, go up and, yeah, make, have a good account of ourselves. Um, we'll, in the summer, have a look at the squad, see what we need. Um, you you want to test the level, see what it's like. We've been up there yet. Um, so the main thing is get there, assess what the level's like. I mean, we played a few Division One teams over the over the years, but in them week in week out, it's going to be new for all of us. And yeah, once we get that, I think the main thing is stability. So we'll try and get up, we'll get up there. Get our feet under the table, stay up, and then hopefully the following season try and make a mount a challenge. Cool. cool. Um so um something and again going going back to yesterday's game, uh something that kind of surprised me. Yeah, I, I'd say surprised me about Santos was you know, everyone kind of knows that they've got the football and ability, but it's the kind of nastiness that they have. And um, when they when they scored. I mean, I you know I don't know what what happened regarding the goal, the disallowed goal. I you know I, I don't I don't know, but I like believe that that kind of threw independent right off thinking. Okay, you know what? This is no friendly friendly game. Like yeah, like there's like a lot of people that know each other from you know from the um, opposing team, but for Santos to actually score that goal and actually wanted to play on from there, that meant that they meant business. Uh, and you know, I just don't think that independent have ever been in that situation where some where like a team actually just wanted to play so nasty uh, and unless you when i say nasty i say it in a positive way um where they were pre- they were prepared to go in um and you know and really cause pain positive pain to the opposition uh and and um and yeah you know exactly what ray said earlier on um you know, some of us responded, some of us didn't, uh, and um, and again, even even like myself, that kind of came on. You know, I kind of looked around, and yeah, you know, it was it was it was a probably uh, the worst feeling, you know, as an independent player being being on that pitch, um, and literally that's kind of saying a lot for like me at my grand old age. Um, so yeah, it, it's, 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 Hey, but again, you know, exactly what coach, coach Barry said, you know, like you don't lose, you learn. So, you know, again, I think hopefully everyone, everyone from the, from independent have kind of learned from this. And again, Santos as well. Um, they've, they kind of had a game plan and, and, um, and it, and it, and it, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. I think um, Reece, just to, to add what, what you were saying, kind of about the nastiness obviously in a positive way we we all talk in the change room and it's kind of the same mentality when we go out to to any game we we literally tell each other you know crush them step on their necks on their hearts make them crumble and that's all part of the the game plan to make you stop playing your game it worked yesterday Mm -hmm. in that sense because i don't think you was really expected to you know to be hit hard in that first and that second challenge and to be wrapped mm-hmm. 
on every single pass and really just to have no time to play or get your head up. If you can keep a team playing with their head down, you'll know you're doing something really, really well. And that's what it was. Like We have an opportunity to win the title. It can only be taken from us. So are we going to take charge or are we going to sit back and let it be taken from us? And it was literally that. You, you're my brother. You fight for me. I fight for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy should be a politician, you know. Huh? <laughs> Asha should be a politician, you know. Uh, <laughs> politics. Mm-hmm. Can I say? Can I say a couple of things to Bruce? Yeah, yeah, I wanna, yeah. Um, give a shout out to Jamal um, for what he, what the equipment that he gave us at the start of the season. Never once rang me, asked how it was or anything um like to give a big big respect for jamal and i'll be ringing you in the week um also want to give um a big respect to nana um even though we banter and some people take it the wrong way you know that it's just banter and we talk in the week and you didn't have to but you came after the game and said what you said and it was true and you know because you know you've been on You've won games and you've lost games. You know what it feels like when you've just lost a game. Um, but your words were were true. Um, so I'd like to thank you for that. I'd like to thank Barry as well for his phone call. Um, it, you know, it was words and it it mean it meant a lot. Also, I like to say um, I don't know if they're watching, but if any of people know them, the wall. Everybody, we should know what's what happened with them last week. Um, I'll say that, you know, independent, we stand side by side with you 100 million percent. Um, obviously, you know, we had our thing this season. Um, but, you know, um, I'm glad that you've highlighted it. Um, you shone a torch on it. And, um, yeah, just want to let you guys know if you're watching or if anybody knows them that independent, Small Vets Club um, and independent, the club itself stand beside you 100%. 100%. Leon, this is this is the, this is the most mm-hmm. serious I've actually seen you, seen you be like, like every time I see you, like always laughing and joking. Like, this is this is a different Leon I'm seeing right now. I'm so hangover, man. Like, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mash up, man. That's all. I'm tired. I'm at work. I got. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm mash up, man. That's what it is. I spent all their money. We spent all their money in the bar last night, man. So <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, dear. I'm, I'm, I'm paying for it now, man. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna feel like this for a few days, man. But I could. I, I was gonna come on here and, and proper like you know give it, but I don't. I don't think I need to. Like obviously, like we know a lot of their players and vice versa, and um. It was it was in good spirits, obviously after the game and everything. It was it was nice, man. But I, I did tell you this was gonna happen, though, Ray. I told you this was gonna happen. <laughs> I told, told Tyrone, I told Nelson, I told all your players, Dan Allen. I knew he was gonna beat you like that yesterday. I knew it hundred percent. But anyway, well done, man. You you came out with us. That's what we said. That's that's what that's what we both set out to do. You lot can come out with us. It's cool. We're both there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Nana. So you know, as a as a kind of neutral, um, 
you know, uh, and again, you know, you, you know, I think Ray and uh, Paula said it like you, you know, you've been kind of part of the journey as well. Um, like what's, what's the kind what's of, the kind of ambition, ambition for now and just kind of seeing independent and stand us what, what's the feeling that, you know, in that kind of, uh, can, can you mute, uh, uh Leon's mic, please? Mm -hmm. Please don't. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for both teams. They, des they thoroughly deserve it. They were the two best teams in the league, hands down. Um, so, you know, kudos to them. Hope they fare very well in, um, uh, you know, in Division One. Uh, whoever, whoever is Bobby Slack, tell him to shut up, please. I'm not, I'm not licking any, any wounds. We had nothing to play for when it came to the league game. The semi-final of the Senior Cup, we did it to Santos. And that was the most important game for us. So uh, let, let's move on. Uh, now back to, you know, the league game uh, 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 and Catford. Catford, you know, like we said from the beginning, the, the found founding blocks, building blocks. It's a new team. Um, next season is the season where, you know, Catford needs to stand the authority uh, with a full preseason. All these guys coming in, including me, getting the full precincts under our belts, getting the unity going, getting to know each other. I'll be surprised if we don't get to Division One. That, that, that may be a bold statement for some, but I'm very confident. I'll be surprised if we don't get to Division One next season because there's a lot of quality in the team um, and it's, it's just a matter of coming together. Um, that's that I, I, I think everybody in Catford is expecting that, but we just have to do the work, we just have to continue to do the work, continue grinding, and hopefully by the end of the season, we should be in this division one. Now, where is Marlon? He was pants yesterday. I thought he was gonna come on the show. Where is he, Shogzi? He was absolute pants. No, no, you know, I, I, again, I, I have to say, like, the, the, wait, the, the like, playing question is not on the show. So, I, well, you know, you like do have your own opinion, which is fine. Um, yeah, I but he can't you, answer. He can't. Yeah, answer. you know, that's why I said, where is he? I was expecting to be on the show today. Listen, he's got a black eye. He's okay, got a well, black eye. Well, actually, well, okay, Leo, you know, was it you, Leon? He was in the wars, bro. Was it you? <laughs> Leon saying yes. Wow. Leon was wow, it? Wow, Leon. It was no, Leon. Leon. Leon and the and the and the center back, the captain. You're dangerous, man. They dealt with him like Marlon spent more time complaining to the ref than actually playing football. <laughs> uh, yeah. I Marlon's oh. the first. Marlon's a first division player. Marlon's a first division player now, so he'll, he'll know, be all right. I know. He'll be all right. I know. Yesterday yeah. wasn't his day, you know. <laughs> he'll be nice. all right. Uh, Asher, you um, you had done something like to, to actually say about that? Yeah, no, I, I think it I think it was Robert the centre back, not that. To be honest, both of them was dealing with him, so yeah, mm. no comment, Nana. But this, this is this is what I meant by like winning the first ball and the aggression. It wasn't nasty. It was. The aggression and my disappointment was ex was expecting independent to match that energy, but it wasn't matched anywhere on the pitch. The first five minutes, because I was there from the beginning, first five minutes, yes, I saw independent run as Santos, 
you know, looking to make things happen. It was it was all guns blazing. And after that, everything sort of fell off. The aggression of Santos winning the first ball, the second ball, sometimes even the third ball, the tackles coming in. Like, if, if an independent player turned around, they saw a Santos player. They could smell their breath. That's how it was. I saw Leon hands on Nino all the time. Ooh, so it's, it wasn't like you could turn around and run at him. It wasn't happening, you know, and it was a very good game plan for for Santos. They they they, they wanted a lot, lot more. You know, after after 10 minutes, there was only gonna be one winner, especially when Dash went off as well. I'm, mm. I'm really hoping that um independent can um, sort of uh recruit well as well as well because what I found on the sidelines as well was Santos had quality, a lot of quality coming on the pitch from the bench as well. They did substitutions after every like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, which mm -hmm. kept fresh and it didn't break any sort of rhythm throughout their play. You know, um, and when 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 Dash went off, it was very clear to see that the outlets um had been sort of scuppered and Things weren't weren't going as 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 was expected, you know. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm bantering um, Shaxi. There's there's there's, there's there's different ways there's different ways to play. There's different ways to play. Dash is a very 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 good vets player. Marlon is a very good vets player. They've got different attributes. Um, um, I'm not going to kill the squad today. Today is Santos' day. Santos's, you know, season. They hunted us down, but I can't kill independent squad. They went 10 games at the beginning of the season and everybody thought it was over. And we had our dip and we just couldn't get over the line. That's as simple as it is. But with all the people with the comments, I'm not reading them, but just remember this. <laughs> we got to the promised land. So you could say what you want. In the end, we got to the promised land. So... Cool. Um, <laughs> that's um, all what matters. That's Nick, all what matters. And Nick asked me a question. Tabriz, what's happening with the show in preseason? Um, the show is still still going to continue. Um, I, um, I don't stop working. Um, yeah, maybe a bank holiday I might have off, but every like Sunday there's going to be a show. Um, so yeah, nothing nothing's going to be different unless I say. Um, so so like yeah to to like Ray, um, of course, there was a kind of conversation in the changing rooms. Um, Paul kind of alluded to it. Um, as you know, literally, you know, as a kind of management team yourself, Paul, and also Gary, um, you know, um, how are like you guys gonna come, come together and, and uh, iron out any, any kind of differences uh, and and can also look at the positives um, with the squad. Um, I'll let Paul answer first because I've got to get my charger. My laptop's going to die. Um, we're a very um, dynamic squad. A lot of personalities. Um, and I love it. They drive me insane, but I love it. Um, the heated arguments, you should, because you shouldn't be sitting there and accept what happened. Um, so that's not a problem to me. Um, in the cold light of day, 
they got promoted. Santos won it and we got promoted in the cold light of day. Didn't turn up on the day, but the bigger picture is that we got promoted. It was a hard season. Um, it looked like it was ours and then it was taken away from us. That's football, man. That's football. You've got to learn from it and you move on. As Ray said, we, we recruit in the summer. Um, as I've always said, good players, no good players. And we try and um, stabilise in the first division. And we go on. We've played first division teams before. We've beaten and we've lost. So, you know, we don't. there's no fear going on. Can I, can I ask you a question, Paul? Mm -hmm. Well, you, you mentioned like from December, you know, from for a while, Independent hasn't been all guns blazing. Yeah, I'm happy you, you guys have reached the promised land like the aim was. But what, as a manager, what, what do you do to regalvanize the squad, you know, bring that fire, fighting spirit, that fire, that hunger back? So that's days oh. like this, because it's, it's not only, it wasn't only yesterday's game. I think games versus Warlingham or I think the hunger I think the hunger has always been there Nana um, mm. the way we play um, we press high um, you need to be fit you know that you've been with us you need to be fit and I feel that the fitness wasn't there at, you know the 10 games we were very lucky weren't playing brilliant football but you don't have to play brilliant football. It's all matters about is the W at the end. Um, but after Christmas, you could see we you can see the fall off. Definitely could see the fall off, um, and that's just the way it is. Santos were fit, and yesterday they were fit. They were fit. You know what I mean? And we just ran out of steam. That's just the way it is. If there was another game next Saturday, I I totally believe <laughs> we would lose that game again on Saturday because we've just run out of steam. And it's just that's just being honest. That's just being honest. You know what I mean? I, well, hmm? I agree. Thank you, Leon. <laughs> so it's just it's just the way it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? So, but in the end, we still got there. I would have been really disappointed if we didn't get there. If Cray had won all their games and nicked us at the end, and we're third, wouldn't have felt like you wanted to. You know what I mean? But it didn't work out that way. We came up, the league don't lie. Two best teams. Santos, top, we're second. Two best teams. League don't lie. You are where you are in the league because you deserve to be where you are in the league. Simple as that. And we deserve to come second. Should have won the league earlier on in the season. We didn't. They came and they took it from us. They deserved it. Simple as that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Uh, you know, Paul, um, I don't think Santos took it from independent. They did. They just won it. Like, no, they took it from us. Of course they, they took, took it from us. Like, you're 15 points ahead at the time, you know? They took it from us. Please stop your nonsense, they, please. They took it from us. Of course they took it from us. They so hunted had... us down, and at the final game, they changed their game plan a little bit, and they took it from us. They said, you know what? You're not going to be playing football today. Simple as that. You're not going to be... We're going to be playing football today. Simple as that. And that's what they did for the 90 minutes. I thought there would be a drop-off. I said to the guys at halftime, if we, try, if we get back to playing the football that I know we can play, I'm sure they've got to change their game plan. But we didn't. We couldn't. And they kept to their game plan. All respect to their management and their players. They, well, their squad. So they took it from us. Mm. Simple, man. Actually, I don't, you, think, I, don't, I, don't think we, I don't think we took it 
I, I think, yeah, when we played the game against you, when you lot beat us 3 1, um, obviously we was level on points. Our records were like exactly the same. Then you lot beat us. Then I think it was when we didn't have a we didn't have a game for like five weeks or something like that. And obviously you lot were whatever don't points. Don't lie, Leon. Don't lie. You did have games. You were playing. Don't tell. <laughs> don't tell. Lie. We didn't play game. Yes, we didn't you play. did. Yes, you did. You remember you played right after Christmas and you cancelled that game because you, you hadn't played five weeks. Don't lie. It was so far ahead of us. We no, had played too games. Yeah. All we had to do was win our games in hand. Which we did. We had a little, we had a little, you know, little moment where we we dropped a few points. But once we got back again, we just we just done what we had to do. We didn't take it. We deserved to win, and we did. Well, take it is the same as deserve to win, Leon. Come on, I know you're at work with Ty and, and Eastman now, so you you're you're smiling and bigging it up. I know you are. Leon, take it is the same as deserve it, man. Yeah, you have to remember they was top since November, I think, for a very very long time. So when you come along and then you pick them, mm. you, you take it from them. Well said. Like, like Paul's always said, points on the board. They yeah. had them. We never had them. And we still, still had it. But we were going to get them. We still had a dip. But we, yeah, because we were confident that we could get them. Mm. Okay. But yeah. We, no, fair enough. Uh, uh, coach. And I just, Barry. sorry to Bruce, I just Go heard ahead. from Fulham, West Fulham, they won 5-4. London oh, oh wow! So it's uh, so it's a re repeat of the of um, last year's final, um, Charcoal versus West Fulham. Very, very, very That's interesting. Um, coach, Coach Barry, uh, again, um, you've been waiting patiently in the wings. Um, I know that you're not happy. You know, I'm not happy. Yeah. No, I'm fine to breathe. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed. That's about it. But we just got to move on now. It's it's over. Leave Santos to keep celebrating. Leave Leon to keep smiling and laughing. Leave them to enjoy their victory, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about us planning what we're going to do next season and get things right. I think that's what we've got to look forward with our recruitment. Make sure we know what we're going to do next year and make it make a big difference. Um, the other thing what I noticed in the game, like we just had one way of playing and we didn't adapt to to um, Santos. Santos might have changed their style to just to beat us that game. I don't know. I don't know much about Santos the way they play, but I know they're a good side. And we didn't adapt at all to anything what happened. It was a physical game. The referee, I thought, he let it get really physical because he let a few things go, which I think was a bit, which I think wasn't in our favour, but. No, we just have we just have to look back at what we've done and what we've done wrong, and take a little, take something away from Santos. How they've kept their their strength and unity together to to play so strong and keep that consistency going all the way through and stick with us. <laughs> and remember, the last game we wasn't top, so they didn't take anything from us. They were top at the last game of the season. Remember that we weren't top. That's the yeah. We weren't top at the end of the season. They were top for the last game of the season. So they just claimed what was theirs, really, because they were top. But we move, we move forward. We move forward. Let's just get positive and stop being all sorry for ourselves and move forward. Let's try and see if we can do something, make a, make a statement in that top division. 
I'm sure Ashley will be planning to make a statement in that top division next season. And we should be looking at that. Well, we've gone over, game over, move forward. What are we going to do next season? Because it's going to be much harder opposition. And Klopp and Ray's going to need that cap on, that thinking caps on all the way. I hope you come up next season, Nana. That's the plan. Pardon? That's the plan. Okay, we want to see. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Cray Wanderers and um Hollington and whoever else is coming up, they'll have something to say about it. Yeah, Hollington were there recruiting. They was at the game. They were recruiting. Yeah, sorry. So it's, it's gonna be a, a you know Hey Leon, was was Derek there yesterday? No, Derek right there. Just Eric. Uh, say hello to Derek. I've got about him. Say hello to Big Derek as well. So yeah. So guys, honestly, thank you so much for um for of course the independent management uh, coming onto the show. Asher and at Leon as well. Uh, thank you so much, um, Nana as well for like um coming on and also coach Barry. Again, as I kind of said before, I'm sure that there must have been over a hundred people there. Uh, and again, it was a great advert for um for like best football and literally anyone that's kind of going that that's turning like 35 trust me it's not walking football these are players that are still competitive these are players that okay well actually no i'm not gonna say they've actually lost any like pace because again like the pace of the game was 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 ferocious it, you know mm. it's not walking football guys trust me um and again you know we all come from an era where um you know, again, you know, you can kind of play like football and the kind of banter's, you know, very strong and real and literally aggressive. And, you know, you've got to win your one-on-ones. Uh, and again, uh, you know, regarding like the whole season, Division 2 has has kind of literally been like the marquee division um, for the Southern Bets Football League. So, um, again, um, thank you for like um, Santos for... Uh, not, well, not thank you, but again, congratulations to to um santos and and um, and, and, and cray wanderers man and know, yeah you know what cray as well pushed us, pushed us all pushed us to all the 100%. way 100 until yesterday yeah. pushed us all the way nice 100%. team one hundred percent um um and again um big like shout out to to like catford and and um literally nick as well um so like guys honestly thank you so much for like, coming on asher black, what's, what's that can i get that that um the, the game please as soon as as soon as you've downloaded it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh the camera Leon, the camera wasn't working yesterday. We need that already. I don't know what happened to it. The camera wasn't working, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh dear. Oh dear. Honestly. Forgot um... to press play. <laughs> Asher, Black Clock, Leon. Coach, Coach Barry, Ray, and Nana, thank you all for like, for like coming on. We'll be back next week. Please like and subscribe. Do do like all of the good stuff. My name is Tabrice. And you know what? Actually, you know what? Before I even come off, you know what? Actually, you're absolutely right. Luke, Luke is probably the best grassroots centre back in the league. Hey. Luke. <laughs> Thank you for kind of. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Listen, you know what? You know what? Luke, you know what? Luke did his job, you know, and literally he kind of did his job really, really, really well. Um, and Luke is the captain, isn't yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good set back. Very, very, yeah. So, um, so, um, yeah, I've literally got to um, probably amend my intro slightly. Um, but, um, again, guys, thank you so much for like, coming on. We'll be back next Long week. Same time. Please like and subscribe. Do all of the great stuff. Have a wonderful and positive week. We are out.